0: Welcome to a brand new episode of the Jam Pack Report, the day for January the 15th of 2020. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams, and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest news that you need to know from around the industry, five days a week, Monday through Friday, right here on YouTube and podcast services around the world. So if you enjoy the show, you like what you see, be sure to hit that subscribe button and keep coming back for more on your platform of choice. But today we have some very big news, as always, that I've First and foremost, the Epic Games Store, although it was the enemy of many PC gamers in 2019, still performed very, very well in the eyes of Epic. We'll talk about some figures that have been revealed as reported on by The Verge and more. And speaking of more, you are going to be getting more free games via the Epic Games Store throughout 2020. Ooh, it's going to be a beefy library. Then, unfortunately, we are experiencing some delays because Square Enix has delayed Final Fantasy VII Remake and the Avengers later into 2020. We'll talk about when and why coming up soon. Then Bioshock switchboards have been listed by the Taiwanese ratings board. And finally, if you ever wonder just how much you play games, if you're a PlayStation fan, Sony's got you covered on that for 2019. It might be a bit disappointing. It might be impressive, but hey, it just depends on how you take the news. But without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into today's top gaming news. First off, Epic says its PC game store now has more than 100 million users. And of course, we'll talk more about the free games program as well. Epic has some new metrics for the Epic Games Store a little over one year after its launch. The Fortnite developer now says the store has amassed 108 million users thanks in part to the software doubling as the official PC launcher for the hit Battle Royale game. That means it is on par with and perhaps even larger than Valve's competing Steam Store, which had 90 million users as of January of last year. Valve has yet to release a more recent stat. But Epic says its PC game Store is a success well beyond Fortnite, generating $680 million in revenue thus far. Of that amount, Epic says $251 million represents sales of third-party games, not including any coupons and not including any funding Epic has given to developers as part of exclusivity deals or promotions. Epic says it's kicked in $23 million in coupons and discounts towards game sales, and it's also given away 73 titles as part of its free game program with more than 200 million titles claimed. The company plans to keep up the program as well, and it's announcing today that it's extending the free game giveaways through throughout 2020. We'll talk more about that in a moment. Yet, Epic has a long way to go if it's truly to compete with Steam, the leading PC game marketplace and the primary storefront Epic is trying to compete against with its more developer-friendly to 88-12% revenue split. In 2017, Valve is estimated to have earned more than $4 billion in revenue from just game sales, and that does not even include microtransactions, downloadable content like expansion passes, and other digital goods. Epic also detailed a list of the nine most popular titles to date, although the company is not releasing concrete sales figures for these respective titles. Those games include World War Z, Borderlands 3, Untitled Goose Game, Metro Exodus, Control, The Outer Worlds, The Division 2, Dauntless, and Satisfactory. Now, there is an entire breakdown of all of these metrics on the official Epic Game Store blog if you did want to go check it out. Very cool-looking infographic, but it went very in-depth, and I thought we would just cover the highlights with an article. But, The standout metric to me is 100 million users. That is a significant number of people, and as the article does point out, that does rival, if not overtake, Steam's total of 90 million as reported in January 2019. Now, my question here, though, is how many people on the Epic Games Launcher are actually playing games via the Epic Games Launcher, and instead aren't just going and playing Fortnite? That is a big thing to address because although the facade here the surface level impression is that the epic game store is a wild runaway success I'm still curious as to just how big of an impact Fortnite is having on those total figures, and if I had to guess, I would say it's a pretty hefty amount. Uh, Now, the question also stands, how many people are actively using the Epic Games launcher instead of just redeeming those free games? I suppose metrics are metrics. Technically, yes, they do have 100 million users, but in my personal case, I just log in, get the free games, and generally log out. I've been spending the majority of my time on PlayStation or Xbox and so I'm sure that I'm not alone in not necessarily spending my time on the Epic Games launcher instead just getting those 70 plus freebies uh, that have been dropped over the course of 2019 so this could be a little bit misleading but at the same time 100 million users is still 100 million users you have accounts you have emails to email you have contacts to contact, you know, you can still tap in to this number in a very big way. And on top of that, they had some very impressive holiday sales. Of course, the coupons were mentioned here in the article, uh, but nonetheless, there were some pretty good prices for a lot of the biggest games of the year. Uh, And so with exclusivity deals continuing into 2020 uh, with some expiring, it should be a little bit more transparent. uh, Whenever we are looking back in 2021, to see just how well the Epic Game Store has done. Uh, but I stand behind the idea that. Making a game storefront instead of just sticking to Fortnite itself was a very wise decision because Fortnite is not going to last forever. We've already seen its decline a bit from the top. Uh, It's still very popular worldwide, but instead of being the number one constant trend on Twitch and YouTube and Mixer and all of these other places, Fortnite is beginning to kind of wane. You see top streamers beginning to play stuff like Escape from Tarkov or Call of Duty. It's just the nature of the beast. It's the cycle that never stops. People get bored of a game. They leave. Then they come back. Then they leave. Then they come back with an update. Then they leave and the game dies. That generally tends to be how it goes. Uh, however, nonetheless, excited to see the Epic Game Store continue to grow in 2020. I personally have never had a problem with it. It's been a very ghoul Cool. Ooh, it's spooky! A very cool little adventure because of all the free games, especially. Again, 73 freebies have been given away in 2019, and. That number will be much higher by the end of 2020. Epic's weekly free games will continue through 2020. And of course, they have these metrics as well. Uh, however, 2019 came to an end a couple of weeks ago, but the Epic Games Store's weekly giveaways did not. In fact, it finished the year with a flurry and then started 2020 with a for before settling back into what appeared to be a familiar one a week pattern. Today, Epic finally made it official. Weekly free games are here to stay for 2020. Quote, new decade means new games, and we're looking at a great start with tons of amazing titles coming exclusively to the Epic Games Store in 2020, Epic Seb. To kick things off, to kick things off, excuse me, we are extending our weekly free game program throughout 2020. Every single week come back to claim your game. Once it's claimed, it's yours to keep forever. End quote. I think it's interesting that Epic is rolling into 2020 with an emphasis on EGS exclusives. The backlash against store exclusive releases does not seem as vociferous as it was a year ago, but people still seem to like Steam and the low-key feeling that the EGS will dry up and blow away is persistent. This is a pretty clear statement that, backlash or not, Epic does not plan on changing course. And of course, then they go on to talk more about these numbers. Uh, but nonetheless, if you did want to pick up the newest freebies, I believe we have Sundered Eldritch Edition is uh, free for the taking until 11 a.m. Eastern Time on January the 16th, after which the big platformer Horus will take its place. Another upcoming Epic Game Store exclusives include Magic the Gathering Arena, Predator Hunting Grounds, Auto Chess, Rogue Company and Godfall. Of course, these, oh no, those aren't free. You've got to pay for those, but they are exclusives on the Epic Game Store. Now, all of that to the side, the freebies, that's a very nice little point, Uh, but my point still stands. This is getting me to log in. This is getting me to spend at least five minutes on the Epic Games Store. I might peruse the store, see what they've got. And then generally, I tend to head out. That's not necessarily the best way to get people to stick around, but it is a way to get people in the door. And I think that is exactly what they are shooting for here with the Epic Games Store. So will it last for more than a year? I suppose we will have to wait and see. But they certainly have plenty of funding because Fortnite alone generated $1.8 billion dollars. In 2019. Of course, that is just a rough estimate that I've seen thrown around online. Could be a bit off, could be on par, but I suppose we will uh, just take that number for what it's worth and run with it. But $680 million on the Epic Games Store last year is a pretty big figure, and those freebies, oh, those are nice too. However, moving on, Square Enix has delayed some pretty big profile releases, including Final Fantasy VII Remake and Avengers. Final Fantasy VII Remake is delayed from March the 3rd to April the 10th, while the upcoming Avengers game is bumped from May to September, publisher Square Enix said this morning, or at least yesterday morning. In a statement, Final Fantasy VII Remake producer Yoshinori Kitsai... Kitasi, who I massacred that one, said that the game's delay was for, quote, extra polish. The heads of Avengers Development Studio Crystal Dynamics said something similar. Quote, to that end, we will spend this additional development time focusing on fine-tuning and polishing the game to high standards our fans expect and deserve. Delay season has begun, Jason Trier says. Please look forward to whatever delays are next. Uh, and so this is a particularly interesting delay because Final Fantasy 7 Remake in particular is one of the biggest games of the year, if not the biggest game of the year. I'm just kidding, that's Cyberpunk 2077, Uh, but nonetheless one that people have been looking forward to for a very long time, and so to see a delay could be a bit disappointing, Uh, but the overall impression that I'm getting from the general public is that they're pretty cool with it, Uh, because again, you know, a bad game is bad forever, but a bad game that gets fixed is only bad temporarily, and then everybody enjoys it whenever the final product that has been polished and perfected uh, does launch. Now, April 10th, ooh, that is an interesting release day, because that is right in the thick of stuff like Animal Crossing New Horizons, Cyberpunk 2077 is in the same month. It's going to be a beefy, beefy time to be in the gaming industry, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. My question is, out of every game coming out in April, what is the crossover between Final Fantasy VII's audience and other games that are coming out? I feel like the highest likelihood is that people who play FF7 uh, will probably want to play Cyberpunk 2077, but the good news is these games are both pretty much... Evergreen. You can play them whenever you want. Uh, I mean, look at Final Fantasy 7. It's been remade. It's a game from the early days of gaming. It doesn't even, you know, it never goes away. It just, it, it, it doesn't fade. Uh, and so. Although it is going to be a very busy month, I think it is going to be a fantastic month uh, and probably going to benefit the game in the long run because, hey, development's hard. And to be able to polish everything just a little bit more is always a fantastic move. Now, the Avengers game, that one's going to be interesting. I know we saw some gameplay and it didn't look as bad as people thought that it did uh, whenever the game was announced and revealed at E3. But that one's still a big question mark to me. I think that it's inevitably going to be a big success just because it does have the name Avengers in it. Uh, Everybody loves the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Kids love it. It's going to sell very, very well, especially considering it is a pretty big uh, borderline AAA game. You could call it a AAA game even. Uh, And so I think it's going to be a profitable game. But at the end of the day, will it actually be a good game? Hopefully this delay will make that happen because that is a uh, much chunkier bump from May to September. Uh, But Maybe it could be a cross-generational game. I don't know if that's been confirmed yet or not, but uh, to push the game all the way back to September with a rumored PlayStation 5 launch in October, uh, that doesn't seem to be a very good look because that ultimately makes your game outdated right from the get-go. Unless, of course, backwards compatibility is native, which it very well is hopefully, uh, at least with the PlayStation 4. So that could be an interesting little tidbit of information we'll be talking about later. But as of right now, March 3rd to April the 10th for Final Fantasy VII Remake and the Avengers game now coming originally from May, now in September. But the Bioshock Switch ports could be coming as well, at least according to the Taiwanese Ratings Board. Once again, the Taiwanese Ratings Board appears to have given us all a heads up on an upcoming release as the website has listed several Bioshock titles for Nintendo Switch. As spotted by Loot Pods, the website shows four listings, Bioshock Remastered, Bioshock 2 Remastered, Bioshock Infinite The Complete Collection, and Bioshock The Collection. The latter contains all Bioshock titles, including DLC, but as the games have also been listed separately, it's possible these will be available for individuals. Individual purchase. While yet to be officially confirmed by Nintendo or publisher 2K, the Discovery has further stoked rumors of an upcoming Nintendo Direct. We will have to stay tuned to see if the ports are being released this season. Ha ha, good job over there from the guys at Eurogamer. Uh, This is very cool because, again, Bioshock, one of my favorite uh, franchises, loved the games, loved playing them back on the PS3 specifically. Uh, Bioshock 2, probably the standout for me. Of course, the original Bioshock, good as well. Infinite, I like being underwater. Rapture's kind of my home. Uh, but very cool to see it coming to the Switch, and I know that it's going to do well because you see all these other big, polished AAA games performing incredibly well on the Nintendo Switch, even while the graphics and the textures and whatnot have been bumped down to, you know function on Nintendo's hardware. Uh, But excited to see if this is in fact real, and I do believe we are going to be seeing some kind of Nintendo Direct. Uh, Recently, we saw the Pokemon Direct, which is one thing in and of itself, brought a ton of news that we covered on an episode of the show last week. Uh, But it definitely doesn't cater to the wider audience that Nintendo does provide products for. So that's whenever this is going to become a more interesting story to talk about but would love to see a collection, would love to see individual games being listed on the Nintendo Switch store, but we will have to wait and see if it is in fact legitimate. However, to round out today's show, we are rounding out your 2019 with Sony's PlayStation wrap-up event. It reveals your top gaming trends of 2019. PlayStation has started sending out its year-end wrap-up reports, and the, they excuse me, may bring back fond memories of the time you spent playing your favorite games last year. The report will tell you how many titles you've played in 2019, along with a list of the three you've accessed the most and the number of hours you have spent on each one. If you were ever in denial about hoarding games only to play a handful in rotation, then the report can give you a reality check. The wrap-up will also reveal your top genre, as well as the number of games and trophies you've earned in that genre. Finally, it will show you the total number of trophies you've gotten last year, which seems especially satisfying if you play to collect them all. You'll receive the report through email, so long as you have a PSN account and have played on a PS4 for at least 10 hours between January 1st and December the 10th of 2019. In case it does not arrive anytime soon, you can just check your stats on the official wrap-up page, uh, which I did this yesterday at work, and it was a very good time because my top games uh, call of duty modern warfare death stranding and rage 2 my top genre was of course first person shooter as many people would expect i clocked in 161 hours of gameplay i played 86 days during the year with 33 hours online 128 locally and six hours was my longest gaming streak i am but a novice now this is funny I used to work a lot of overnights. I used to work a lot of strange shifts and Tuesday used to be my pretty much definitive you've got this day off. So my prime time to play was Tuesday afternoons for uh, the year of 2019. Got 123 trophies. Of course, I downloaded 16 monthly PS4 games through PlayStation Plus. I feel like there were way more than that, but I probably missed a bit of those. Uh, But Call of Duty Modern Warfare was my top game played. That I got for free. And last year you were offered up to 23 games, including these little gems over here, some better than others. But hey, they were all free either way. And then they have ads for PlayStation Music and for PlayStation Now. So log in, see what your event looks like. And of course, you can always grab that free dynamic theme and seven different avatars seven different avatars. I can say that perfectly. Seven different avatars that you can show the type of game you enjoy the most to your friends. The one for sports game fans is a sneaker with wings, for instance, while the one for strategy game fans is a chess knight piece. Uh, and so by all means, dive in, get your free dynamic theme and your avatars and be on your way back to playing games. And of course, I, I do want to say. These numbers, you might be saying, those are rookie numbers. I played a lot on Xbox. I also worked a lot in 2019. On top of that, I played on PC some as well. So hey, these aren't my totals here. These are not my totals. I'm better than this. Uh, but that does round out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. If you enjoy this one, drop me a like down below. And of course, if you are brand new to the show, it's always hosted five days a week, Monday through Friday, right here on YouTube and podcast services. So subscribe and keep yourself in the know. But until tomorrow, I will talk to you soon. Have a fantastic day and peace.